You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Hello everybody outside. It is minus 10 degrees and we are in Sweden in Jönköping. But here inside we are quite cozy and warm and um, very interesting to hear you. Uh, Sarah, we have you in the in the studio. Who are you? Uh, my name is Sarah Courtney. Uh, I'm from England and uh, I'm the Deputy Director of Nursing of a big organisation that covers community and mental health services in Hampshire. Okay, you're very welcome here. And my name is Nicolene Wackerberg and I'm an improvement leader at Kulturum. And Sarah, you have been around here uh, for several times. This is your second or your third? My second. Your visit. second. Yes, yes. And uh, listening to the coach pod and uh, interesting in coaching. So, so what is on your mind when you are thinking about this coaching thing? <laughs> So I um, have been reflecting from my two visits here about the power of coaching and how in England, I don't know whether it's the same here in Sweden, but in England, we tend to think of coaching as something different to daily work. So we think about it in terms of executive uh, development, leadership development. And we think about it when we think about students and how we would support students in placements. But the thing that I've really been thinking about is how we could use it in daily work. So can you explain a bit more? How, the, what do you think in daily work? Is it possible? I think it definitely is possible. And um, having listened to some of your podcasts, um, it's made me think more. Um, I think we don't. We don't take time always in our busy day-to-day -day work to reflect on um, work that is really positive. And actually, if we used coaching as a, as a daily style of development, um, we can reinforce positive interactions and positive behaviours. Um, we're very quick to correct people when things are not right but we don't always take the time to reinforce when we see positive interactions in care. Yeah, yeah. So if you use coaching as a daily style, and what's the difference between coaching and just talking? So how do we see the difference there? Um, so I think it's, it's it, I was going to say more formal, but it doesn't need to be formal. It can be done informally. I think it's about valuing our employees and the work that they do every day and taking time out to um, ref help them to reflect on um, the work that they do and it, it's about protecting time to have those really um, personal conversations yes but every day mm -hmm. um, rather than a separate thing that we do once a month mm -hmm. Uh, in a clinical supervision. Mm -hmm. If I listen to you, I'm thinking about, I had an interview with Dee Gray, uh, she's from Wales, and she was coaching, how can you be your best self? Yes. This is sounding like that. Um, so how can we help people to be their best self? Um, but if we are thinking about the health and the social care system, it's not only about one person. So how can we help 
teams? How can we help departments? How can we help clinics to be the best self uh, or to be the best group, whatever? Mm -hmm. uh, do you think coaching can have a part in that? Definitely. I think we use a coaching style in um, situations where we bring teams together and do things like clinical supervision. Mm -hmm. That's a coaching style. Yeah. But it's it tends to be a protected session that you might do once a week or once a month, as opposed to helping people grow every day yeah. by providing time for reflection. And how do you provide that time? Do you do that in the beginning of the day or in the middle of the day or when when the time is right? Or how, how, how is this possible? I think it would work in all of those. Yeah, okay. Um, so, for example, when we have a new member of staff, they would be allocated someone to support them in their first few weeks or few months. Um, and that would include uh, sessions, say, at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day to see how their day's gone. What I'm thinking about uh, when I listen to the podcast and from my experiences here is how we can develop leaders to have a natural coaching style in everyday work. So often when you provide care, you don't necessarily do it on your own. You do it as part of a team. Exactly. So after each intervention, how do you create that small space to ask questions to help people think about what they're doing? Mm -hmm. I like that, that you say after each intervention and not just in the beginning of the day or in the end of the day. And just very quick, what, what went well? And, yes, yeah, exactly. And, and then see, hey, okay, this, this went really great. Yeah. Uh, but is there some improvement? Yeah. And the tricky part, what I think, it would be really nice if you could include your patient. Yes. And and not just in the team. Just, yeah. hey, what went well here? Um, do, do you think that's possible to to ask the patient or, or would it be too much? No, I absolutely do think that's possible. Um, I think we have pockets in some of our services where we're very good at doing that. And I think we have large areas where we're not very good at including patients in helping us with that feedback. Mm. So I'm a registered nurse and as part of my revalidation to remain a registered nurse, uh, some of what, what I have to do is capture feedback from patients about my performance as a nurse. Okay. However, it's it's only every three years that I have to revalidate. But the value of that is huge to help me to grow. Oh. So it, it's how do we build that into more frequent daily activity that's seen as something normal that we always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said you have pockets. Can you identify those pockets who are doing this already? Uh, yeah, so particularly in our learning disability services, All we right. have amazing um, co-production, um, service user involvement in everyday work. Uh, feedback they we have uh, service users that are employed to help our staff and other service users um, in receiving services um, but but it's not everywhere okay okay so one of the key factors is have the users quite close to you yes uh, are there other ways how, how we could have this feedback immediately I think you could just ask people Oh, okay. um, but what you're interested in, what you're interested in their feedback is, how did I perform? 
how was my behaviour, how was my language when I interacted mm. with you? It, it's not just, was it okay, yes or no? So, so the skill is in how to ask those questions. So, but then you also, you, you are really courage, you, you, you have the courage to yes. ask those questions. Yes. Um, how do I behave? Yes. That, that, is, that is a pretty good question to, to ask somebody else. Yes. And how are you reacting when they will tell you, oh, so badly, <laughs> oh, this yes. was terrible. And do you think they, they dare to tell you that? Do you think they? I think it's about building relationships, yeah. and in building relationships, you build trust and a more open conversation. And I think I, I don't think it's easy just to start that conversation. Um, I think you have to get to know each other, yeah. um, and that requires giving a little bit of yourself to build that trust. Yes, yes, and. Uh... You should dare to be vulnerable. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you said two questions. How do I behave? What was the second question? Uh, do we remember that? No. <laughs> uh, because I, I think it was they were very clever questions. Uh, how do I, which can language? You said yes. which language did I use? Yes. Or something like that. Can, can you tell me a little bit more about the, what the language and how, how you are thinking about that? So I think uh, health professionals use a language... <laughs> I think different professionals have different languages. Yes, yes. And um, particularly in healthcare, we use a lot of jargon. Yeah. Uh, we make a lot of assumptions that people understand what what we mean. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that getting that feedback of a real clarity of whether you understand uh, what I described to you is so important because yeah. I, I can change the way that I explain that to you if I understand that you didn't understand me. Yeah, yes, yeah. Now we've been talking a lot about personal coaching, mm -hmm. one person to another person, how did I behave, How? which language did I use? What do you think about the team around the patient? How, how can we coach the team or how, how can we use that? Um, so we do use um, patient stories to help us reflect on someone's experience yes. uh, and we invite patients to come in and yes. tell us about their experience yes. um, and then reflect on that as a whole team um, because what you don't want to is one or two brilliant individuals and a team that doesn't function well together. So I think um, building that reflection with really clever appreciative inquiry type of questioning to help us reflect as a team, we will be better. Mm -hmm. Appreciative inquiry, that's some method. Do you want to explain a little bit more? What, what is it? Uh, I think to me, it, it means a not focusing on necessarily the things that went wrong, mm -hmm focusing on the whole experience but you use a style of questioning that uh, seeks to understand and seeks to learn about the solutions and the positive things so that we can do more of the positive mm -hmm. rather than only focusing on the pieces that went wrong. Do you think healthcare professionals are trained in that way? Uh, I don't, not, not, not routinely. No. So should, maybe should it be a part of the routines? Should that be some 
yeah, that we could embrace a bit more to go to the more coaching attitude. Uh, I, I absolutely uh, agree. Because I think the whole coaching part is built on positive and confirmation and appreciative inquiry. Yeah. Um, and if you say we are going to do that in the daily work, so where could we start? And maybe we could start to do this appreciative inquiry and train a bit every day. Just train some questions and see what's happening. Yeah. So don't go on a big course, but start doing it in a small way. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, I can remember people that I have worked with in my career yes. who naturally have that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those are the people that really stay with me because uh, because they helped me grow. Um, but But I don't think we train everybody in that style I don't think we so I can remember individuals because there's not that many of them mm. Mm. Um, and they naturally have that style mm. but that's also a very good way of, of learning to yes. look at your who is the role model yes and what can I learn from that role model yeah and um, the coaching part it was you said there were people who helped me to grow mm. that's also a kind of a definition of a coach yes uh, you are helping somebody else to grow so sometimes you are a coach and sometimes you are the coachee you, you yes. are taking it are you are you balancing those two roles me personally yeah uh i like to think i do yeah um, yeah <laughs> i i don't know i'd have to ask people what whether they felt i was i worked in that way oh good <laughs> yeah that's good so the, the tricky part is always asking yes 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 yes, yes. Um, uh, when we are thinking about coaching and we say the, the appreciative inquiry, um, that's the start of coaching. Yes. So how do you see the next step? Um, so I think it's really important that you have um, not, not just uh, that style of questioning, that style of growing others and developing others. Uh, part of that is to also close that loop of a co of a coaching um, session, if you like. Yeah. So there's your approach to developing others um, and how you uh, use solution-focused questioning to help people reflect. But it's really important that you take some time after those questions to help People um, say, well, how is that for you? Because it can feel quite threatening uh, to be questioned yes. <laughs> about the way you work. Yes. Um, and you need to um, understand and listen as a coach as well as a coachee. I've been on both sides to make sure that that interaction was positive for both people. Yes. Um, I think that's also part of the definition of coaching. It should be positive. It should give hope but okay so sometimes you also have to challenge people yes so that's also this balancing between give hope and challenge them um, how do you balance that uh, i think it's not easy mm -hmm. and i think when you first start to um coach uh, and you learn about it but you actually start using it um you do make some mistakes um, and you may think, again, it, it can be about language, it can be about tone, it, people can feel threatened yes. um, because you're 
questioning why they're doing things mm. in that way. Mm. Um, so that kind of debrief to close the cycle of how was that for you um, to help people understand that it, it's, it shouldn't feel, it shouldn't, the intention is not to be threatening, mm -hmm. it is to learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that can be difficult. Yeah. I, by the way, I learned from a patient and um, uh, she said, well, you, you are so eager in your questioning so people can feel yeah. the threatening. Uh, so she said, just sit back in your chair, take some deep breaths and lower your voice. Yeah. Uh, it can be exactly the same question. But just lower your yeah. voice. So now I'm training. <laughs> but but it was, I was so happy yeah. that she told me that because it was very helpful. Yes. But I have to remind myself because yes. that is not my normal way of doing. Yes. So so you really have to remind, okay, this is my intention. I know I, I never want to threaten people, but I know <laughs> that it can be like that yes. when I'm just getting enthusiastic yeah. that, that's i'm getting enthusiastic but, but people will feel oh no oh no yes yeah yeah, yeah. so um, if you would like to be uh, a good coach you really have to reflect a lot about yourself i agree and I agree. Um, and, and take all those lessons and um, sometimes i'm thinking who am I? Because I'm changing all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, is there a risk that you lose yourself when you come the whole time listening to other people? What would be the best? Um, I suppose there is. But I think it's important that as a coach, you have your own support framework. Mm. Um, so, as you say, learning about yourself uh, is your own emotional intelligence, how am I feeling when I go into that situation, um, you have to be very self-aware. And in order to do that well, you need your own support framework. Yes, and, and you have that? I do, yes. Yes. So we really would like to tell all our listeners that go and identify your own yes. network and your own help. And besides that, I also think uh, a reflective journal. Yes. Uh, I see that you have a journal. I do um, have it in front of me. Yes, yes. Um, that you are using it a lot, or can, do you want to share a bit about it? How does that help you? So I do. Um, I particularly when I've been here in Culturum, um, there is so many things that inspire me. Uh, when I'm here and I hear people talk about improvements that they are delivering or leading or supporting um, it's so much information to take in during the day I find writing in a journal in the evenings my reflections and thoughts helps me process them mm, yes. and then I can really think through the ones that I think yes those are the things that I'm going to take back to my workplace are you sometimes opening up your reflective journal from a year ago and do you see, oh, what was I thinking? Or or do, do you just write down and close the book and it's finished? Um, I think I do go back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do go back. Because it's also really interesting mm -hmm. to see where your mind was at a different point in time. And I think that's about your own personal development mm -hmm. and growth, um, which is something that I believe we all should do. Mm -hmm. And when you are looking back, what are your thoughts then? When you are saying, hey, this was what I'm writing last year or, or 
for two years ago? Um, so I think about um, what was I doing at the time? Uh, what were my thoughts? I like to think about the things that I have delivered, mm. so the things that I've really taken forward. Oh, yeah. um, and I know that using a journal as part of my reflection helps me do that. Yeah. Um, if I if I didn't write it down, uh, I think my brain would be so overloaded. I probably would be at risk of not then delivering anything with it. Okay. So I find it helpful to write it down. Yeah, yeah. And a way to cope with the everything in your brain. Yeah. To get it down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we are closing up. Is there uh, anything else you want to tell our listeners before we say bye to them? Um, I think just try it um i i really believe the development of other people will lead to improvements uh in care i think we all could do more every day to involve our patients and service users in helping us grow and helping us do the right thing um and that will be better for us and it will be better for them that was a wonderful closure <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, and we hope to see you again and maybe another time in our podcast. And thank you all our listeners and we hope to see you again also. So bye for now and uh, see you next time. Bye bye. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.